Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Strahda Dundalk and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and deliver only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. Welcome, welcome to Late Lunch this Thursday after St. Patrick's Day. Hope you had a lovely day yesterday. Wasn't the weather gorgeous? We were just saying other years it would skin you. You wouldn't put a milk bottle out and it would be uh, a day to remember for the wrong weather reasons, but wasn't yesterday just gorgeous. Got out for my walk early and enjoyed it and then spent most of the day around the garden. Got the spuds in, yeah, got the spuds in and the raised bed outdoors. About 60 spuds we put in yesterday. Duke of York, they're all uh, on their way now. So please God, in June, we'll be... uh Steaming them up and putting the butter on and away we go. That's to look forward to. You must look forward. That's the one thing about gardening. It enables you to always look forward when you sow or plant the seeds. That's one of the great aspects of it. But a lovely day yesterday and we had Wednesday curry. We had Wednesday curry, Louise. <laughs> we had Wednesday curry. I can't believe that. Was it nice? It was gorgeous. Yeah, big pot. Monster pot I made and uh, doled it out to everybody and all enjoyed it. didn't so change. for salad, not not curry, yeah, not yeah, stew or anything. Yeah, it was wasn't it? Did you, what did you, did you go traditionally yesterday? You told me what you were going to I, I made stew and I made yeah. homemade vegetable soup. Good on you. Mm, Good on you. You're a real traditionalist, aren't you? Well, no, I wouldn't go that far now. <laughs> you really are. You really are. You are a traditionalist. Yes. Uh, and we differ. Two of us, it just leads us on nicely. We mm. differ. Like I stayed with the curry yesterday. Louise went traditional. I'm wearing the green today. What colour are you in there? Oh, uh, kind of multicolour yeah, today, yeah, Jerry. I think there's a hint. I'm seeing my reflection Bluey, in the greedy. glass. Yeah. I think you look more green with the reflection <laughs> into the other studio there. But look, we're going to talk now about something that. Um, you know, differentiates us that we're quite different in a way. I- I've been Chalk saying to cheese. you, <clears throat> we are in a way, and that's I think opposites uh, complement each other as well. We, I've been talking to Louise about this for a while, and I said, look, I'm going to open the show today uh, discussing this. I feel in a way I'm a little bit OCD. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Dear. Here, here, laughing. I feel I'm well. Maybe uh, I like. I, or maybe I, I'm not. I'm completely opposite, and that's why I think you are a little bit more. <laughs> well, we're going to tease this out over the next while now, because, and I don't want to take. I want to say this to anybody out there who you know lives with obsessive compulsive disorder. It is a very difficult scenario to have in your life, and I accept that. It is not nice when you are somebody who's diagnosed with it in the extreme. Mm. And I want to say that for a start. But I, I do think in a way, well, I'll give them some examples. Well, I, I throw out a few yeah. things that, that puts me perhaps in this category, OK? And I lad. OK, let's start with the cutlery draw on the house, OK? You know your cutlery? Yeah. Knives, forks, spoons. How's yours? Uh, mayhem, I think I'll describe it. You might even find a few pens and a pencil sharpener in there at times as well. <laughs> well, mine could be mayhem, but every time when I empty the dishwasher, they all go into their compartments. And I love to have them in their compartments. And if I go there and somebody else does it and they're all over the place, what will I do? Okay. Go I'll mad, rearrange first. the whole thing. 
I will rearrange the cutlery that they're all in their absolute proper places. So that's one example. Um, Another thing, let's talk about this show. We keep diaries on this show. Mm -hmm. We both have our own diaries and we have a show diary. Louise, I want you someday. Well, you couldn't probably with all the numbers. (laughs) You want to see Louise's diary books. It's like a pigeon put ink on its feet and ran all all over the page everywhere. It's where I I use all the paper. (laughs) You certainly do. Uh, the the colour doesn't bother this woman either. It could be any colour, any crayon that's to hand. But for me, you see the difference? You know mm. me, it's in order, it's clear, it's printed and it's in the same pen colour. Now G- there's another example. Jerry, I think you're the only person, I, I nearly fainted when you said this to me, that when we got our show diaries and um, we normally kind of, you know, put one, whoever's the guest at one thirty and 2 and that down into, the, into them... <laughs> You actually counted the number of lines on the page and divided by four so that each, <laughs> each segment slot. got the same. And the same amount of paper in the uh, diary. That's, that's, that's beyond the beyond. And, and I do it right through the show diary for the year uh, that the times are in exactly the same place, equidistant on the page. <laughs> and that, that doesn't change. Okay, come on. I'll come on. I'll tell them more. Closing of doors in the house. Now, listen, don't get me started on this one. Doors are put in houses to be closed. I think that's a men's thing. Oh, no, you must... This thing of leaving doors open all over the place. If they're open, I close them. The blinds in the window of the house. What about oh, this? Here. They have to be at the same level, oh, chaps. No. They do. You can't have blinds up and down and all over the place. They have to be at the same level across. When you look at the house, they're all not Should get one Venetian da- blinds. <laughs> <laughs> then there'd be no problem at all. What else? Oh yeah, here's another one. Maybe it's just these things that I, I'm fussy. Maybe I'm fussy a bit. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Uh, you know, the bre- when you get a bread, get a pan or get a, a loaf, a new fresh loaf. I just hate if anybody rips the, rips it open. Right, right. How would you be on that I'd, one? I'd rip it open and then I'd put it in the cupboard um, face I, down on the ripped, yes. on the ripped part so that, well, you know, Louise, the bread wouldn't be exposed. Well, may I ask you to stop ripping the bread covers? Mm. Open it neatly at the end where it's glued together, take out your slices and fold it back and put it in a sealed bag Couldn't if you want. But don't <laughs> rip the bread, for the love of God, somebody driving in front of me with the indicator on. Have you been behind them? Dick, 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 dick. Or sitting with somebody in a car, uh, turn off your indicator. Dick, 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 dick. I did and that they- for an hour one day. My husband was in front of me. He had to ring me. Will you stop the lights? Or somebody at traffic lights, you know, and they're there and the lights go green and they're there and they're there and they one. continue to be there. Does that not annoy Yeah, that really both. Okay, we were, we're, we're singing off the one hymn sheet there. I'm trying to get some commonality here. <laughs> you don't cut the lawn, do you? Uh, not at the minute, but I used to, but no, My I'd be My lawn has to be cut like Wimbledon in, or like a football pitch. I love to see those stripes on the grass. Oh, I love them. I just adore them. And I, I don't like weeds in my, my lawn either. I take them all out. Moss and stuff, yeah. Yeah, anything like that. But, you know, I'd like to see those straight line stripes. Anybody out there with us on this one? Anybody with me on this one? Or are you with Louise? I, oh, the Lego. I have to come back to you. When she posted... <laughs> did you see the picture she posted recently of the Lego all over the shop? Louise. Thousands of pieces of Everywhere. Lego. All over the place. And the other thing I want to say today, please, ladies and gentlemen, will you flush the toilets? Oh, I completely agree with you on that one. Oh, gee. That's another thing. I have kids and they just don't. Flush the loo after you're finished. 
If you sprinkle when you tinkle, please be neat and wipe the seat. You know that little <laughs> saying. But but no, flush the loose when you're finished as well. Uh, the writing we mentioned there, or oh, the top of the toothpaste. You know the toothpaste. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and, are you a stickler and for that? Oh, <laughs> when it's all caked, rounded and stuffed. I just can't take that. I have to pick it all off and get rid- and leave it nice and neat. Have I a problem, Louise? Louise, uh, Jerry, Louise, Louise have I a problem? Your laces. Do what you, about are, you, laces? are you a person who has to have the laces? Each lace has to be the exact same length. The same length. Do they? Oh yeah. Oh, Jerry, no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that that's that toilet roll. You don't have to hang them a certain way, do you? I don't give a. I don't give a. Oh damn. well, that's all no. right. A little bit of saving grace there. No, I'm not worried about the the talk. You can do what you like with Bed that. Bed sheets. Would you go mad if they weren't matching? No. No. That wouldn't bother me either. Oh, I'm gaining background here. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I'm, starting, yeah, I'm, starting I'm starting to relax a little bit now at this stage. What about the burning of toast? What about? I used to scrape it off. Oh, please. Oh, <laughs> the smell of burnt toast. Oh, there's worse smells. No, Jerry. there's not. There's very few in my book. There's <laughs> very, very few. And, and when you keep saying to somebody... I burn all food, so I know there's worse smells. (laughs) (laughs) I've set the toaster at the level that'll toast properly. So don't root with the knob, please. Leave it alone. (laughs) But then people I do understand like their toast done a little bit more than there's burn toast. Give me a break. Um, What else was I thinking of? Um, You're never visiting me. Which? <laughs> You're ever visiting no, I me. I don't think I will. Uh-huh. I don't think I will. But look, folks, you know what we're talking about. Are you like me? Would you say, so in OCD, I'm OC and you're D. You're disorganised. I'm completely disorganised, yeah. Are I'm completely. You? I just get distracted too easily to finish a job. I do. I could be doing something, going grand, perfect, very proud of myself. And then something will pop into my head and I'll completely start something else and that other job wouldn't be ever finished. Or letters, Jerry. When there was a time when I'd and write letters, the letter would be written and there'd be pages and pages because I'd write it over a couple okay. of weeks. And I'd, find, I'd get the envelope and I'd put the address on it and that letter wouldn't be posted for months because I'd always forget to get a stamp. Could be well, a year. Well, you have something in common with a message that's just come into me there from Marae that says, Jerry, I posted a Christmas card to my cousin in Australia in early December and it arrived yesterday for St. Patrick's Day. Are you sure you didn't give it to Louise to post, Marae? <laughs> Marae, did you give that letter to our, uh, our Louise? That could be the reason. I'm what glad I never worked for on post. Didn't get there. <laughs> anyway, what, have I an issue, folks? What do you think? Should I just... You know, stop sweating the little things like this and If you relaxed chill. more, you'd have about three hours for free time in the day. <laughs> uh, I'm just wondering, what do you think, listeners? What do you think about uh, me and what I've told you there and the way I am? Am I an oddity? Am I totally different to the majority of folks out there? And most people like our Louise Walsh, what do you think? How are you? I Let us probably know. probably a middle ground. Uh, uh, there probably is. <laughs> Let us know. We want to hear from you on Late Lunch. What part Part of OCD are you and I'm not again I'm saying I'm taking nothing away from the problem of anybody lives with this in the extreme measure I want to hear from you how are you fixed what are you like tell me let us know 086-1800-658 that's the number you need 086-1800-658 you can WhatsApp me or text me now or if you want to call in it's 1850-715-958 now just before we move on I have a list here this is very important Louise now to assess me 
This is the common types of compulsive behaviour people have, okay? okay? So here's the definitive list, and I'm just checking myself off this, mm. okay? We've have you got a blue pen or we'll, a black pen? It's all in blue. Look, 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 can he you hates, see? It? He it's hates all, every other colour. Oh, I only love blue pens. I, I can't <laughs> stand any other colour. I don't I, I dislike black, reds, and Louise could be, as I said, any I'm looking at my sun. page here. I'm, I've blue. I don't I'm want black. to look at it. I'm closing I'm my purple? eyes. I'm closing my eyes. I'll just become too distressed. Anyway, here are are the common types of compulsive behaviour, right? Excessive cleaning and hand washing. No. Although I'm washing a bit more now with the walk and as you know with the Mm. showers, right? Checking. Okay, checking. Such as checking doors are locked and that switches and appliances are off. Yes, I'd have to say yes there. You know what I mean? Oh, I'd be like that. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Counting and doing the same things many times. I don't do that. I don't do that. No. Ordering and arranging. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that is me. Ordering and arranging. I have to say guilty on that one. Hoarding? No. You are a hoarder. I am a hoarder. No. You see yeah. that? You are a hoarder, Louise Walsh. Okay. <laughs> Asking for reassurance. A little bit, I suppose I everybody do. Everybody does. Yeah, so, I think everybody they? does yeah. that. Yeah. You love to get reassurance. Repeating words in your head. No, 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 I wouldn't think no. so there at all. No, 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 no. Uh, thinking neutralizing thoughts to counter the obsessive thoughts. I don't do that. I don't have to do that, to be honest with you. Do you? No, no, no. And the final one, avoiding places and situations that could trigger obsessive thoughts. Avoid your diary. Don't. <laughs> you don't mean do that. you avoid my don't, diary. Don't do that. Don't avoid that diary or we're in trouble altogether with the show. But there you go. They're the type of things we're thinking of. I don't know. Uh, that's just me. You know, I like order. And, and maybe it's been just... Too I don't precise. think it's. I don't think it's. You know, as you said, they're traits <clears> that you, you you did, and and a lot of people, as you say, truly do suffer from them. Yeah. But I think everybody has little things that they hate, and everything, and has to be right for themselves. Yes. And hate something in somebody else that they always do. Like, ah, li- the kettle half full. <clears throat> Listen to this. They're coming into us. Keep them coming. Come on. I love this now. I want to hear from our late lunch listeners today because I want to get a feel for what you're like as well. Here's some of the ones that's coming to us at the moment. 086-1800-658. Come on. Let us know. WhatsApp or text me now. Jerry, I'm obsessive about hanging the clothes out. Close on the clothesline, Louise, okay? Okay. Uh, everything has to be <laughs> in order. <laughs> And yes, Jerry, I'm with you. Oh, the blinds, Jerry, the blinds, they must be even. Thank you. There's somebody. Now, I'm just wondering about hanging out the clothes. Do you know what I mean? Do you start with the socks, then the knickers, then the... Well, do the socks not have their own, you know, there's a little... Oh, they have the little round things. Yeah, they're a bloody nuisance. So they are, yeah, they're a bit of a nuisance. I know know somebody that hangs out the... um, the washing, they actually like, if the, if it's a t-shirt, they will put it on a hanger and hang the hanger up <laughs> so that at the, when they're dry, they just take everything up and just hang it back in the, in yes. the wardrobe. That's clever. It is clever, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's very clever. There's another one there. Dear Jerry. I'm with you all the way. Thank you so much. I don't know who you are, but thank you. Cushions on the sofa have to be in the right place. Now, there's another one. There's another one. Are we missing things here? Have we not said things that get to people? Now, if there's something that we've missed, let us know as well. Cushions, on, they have to be in the right place, says the listener. When I go back to the sitting room and they're everywhere, I go ballistic. <laughs> I am not alone in this world. Hi, Jerry. You don't have a problem. You're neat and tidy like myself. As my mother used to say, if you have a job, do it properly or not at all. I just love your show, Jerry. That's from Rosemary there. Think ah, I think I the problem. <laughs> oh, poor Louise, Rosemary. I try to remember Rosemary. how many visitors I've had to my house <laughs> ever. 
Anyway, is there something that gets up your nose or annoys you or that you have to compulsorily put right in your house? Is there something like that uh, in your home or in your life? We want to hear from you on late lunch this afternoon. Keep the messages coming to us. We'll come back to this, Louise. We'll come back to this now in a moment. We'll take our first break of the afternoon. Oh, but before I do, just better tell you what else is coming up in the show. I'm forgetting my (gasps) obsession with the running order. Anyway, Dr. Sabina Brennan is with us. She is regarded as a world authority on the brain. It is Brain Awareness Week and she's written a new book about brain fog. I had brain fog this morning. We're going to talk to her about it in a while. David Keane, he's from Cullen. He's an oyster farmer in Connemara. Cullen to Connemara. Oysters. I'm a bit lost myself. We're going to find out in a while. Paddy Mulligan is joining me again. Physiotherapist Paddy. I have a few aches and pains with the walking and he's going to sort me out later on in the show. And of course, the Amy Winehouse story and music continues on your late launch. Put the kettle on. Oh, Jesus, don't mention that to me. I'm going to tell you all about that after the break. John Clark's been on to us on late lunch to say, Jerry, can I ask you a question? <clears throat> OK, Louise, maybe you'd answer this. No, maybe you shouldn't answer it. Does your wife do anything, Jerry? You do the cooking, cleaning, washing. Do you not let your wife do anything? I do, John. And she does. You know, I don't do, I have to say, I don't do the the cleaning. I'm not great at the cleaning in the house. You know that, Louise. I, I, I sort of leave that department to Miriam. And and the washing of the sheets. She does said the that washing. Last week. Yeah, she does all, all the washing and that as well. I do a lot. I, I, mm. I do a good bit. I do. And I suppose, do you know what my problem is? Louise, you know this as well. You have to have it me. done right. Yeah, it's either right or wrong with me. And I like to do it myself <laughs> you know what to I'm make saying? sure it's done right yeah, yeah yeah and I suppose I'm not good at delegating you know mm. I, I'm not and I like and I like things done in a way do you know what I'm saying yeah and if they're not done in that way I go fishing <laughs> <laughs> and I go home <laughs> Let's hear some of the messages. You have, uh, give us some yeah. of the WhatsApp messages. They're flying into us. Go on. When we used to uh, leave the doors open as a child, my father used to say, were you born in a field with the gate open? <laughs> I think it is a man's thing. Uh, I'm the same as you, Jerry. Um, the mugs in the cupboard. All the mugs have to be big green ones on the bottom and small green ones on the top and the handles facing the same way. I like you, whoever you are. Who's that? Is there a name on that there one? There is no. a no. no, no I'd be a bit like that. Ex- okay. I have to have the mugs upside down. Go on ahead. Come on, they're flying there. Give uh, me a few more. With you 100%, WhatsApp. Jerry. with everything, except uh, I have uh, Venetian blinds um, and my husband is the complete opposite with me in terms of blinds. Okay. So she obviously likes them a certain way. Yes. Uh, we've just got a picture of somebody's cutlery draw. <laughs> and it is amazing. <laughs> They, they, they're perpendicular to each other. Are they Are they in order? They're in order, but the spoons are like, they're lovely, Jerry. You just have to see them. It's very okay. hard to... I'm going to have a look at that in a minute. There's another one there. The bed has to be made before I'd get into it and made right, even with the duvet. Ooh, interesting, huh? Did you see that one there about the pictures on yeah. the wall? Go on, read that the, one for The hanging them. pictures yeah. on the wall must be straight. Yeah. And I have been known to straighten pictures on the wall in my friend's <laughs> yes. house. Yes. <laughs> and in a doctor surgery, or at, in fact, that listener says, anywhere I go, the pictures aren't straight. I straighten them. I love that. I think that's brilliant. That's great. And that's one I didn't think of now at all. And that is an obsession that's really, really interesting. But I, I, I can, I can empathise with that person. You know, see mm. a picture, arseways on the wall. It's not right, is it? Would you notice that? 
I wouldn't notice that. Now, I know I have been known to walk past, um, you know, those chalkboards. Yes. And if there's a strong spelling, I'll go back and I'll rub it out. And there's the ironing person, I think, came back to us there, did they? Do you see that there? Yes. Clothesline. Go on, what did they say? First line, large items must be stretched out, less ironing. Yeah. Small items on another line not yeah. to be seen by public. Ooh, lovely. Husband not allowed to put washing out. <laughs> at all I ain't surprised I ain't one bit surprised and uh, hi Jerry. it's Andrea here I heard you talking about OCD something I don't like is hairs on the floor and items on the shelves thick with dust I have to clean my room three times weekly ooh good on you Andrea I must give you a shout you could give us a yeah. dig out at home to be honest with you but there you are yes hairs some people on the that floor. really love cleaning though yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're great. Keep your messages coming to us. Do you, you know, have uh, something in your life that, you know, maybe annoys you, gets under your skin? Are you a perfectionist? Do you like to put things right? Straightening photographs, cushions on the tea, anything else? We were, t- were talking about it here on Late Lunch today. How much of OCD am I? I'm OC, Louise's deed. Yeah, let's just... <laughs> Let's just conclude that for the moment. Anyway, time for a song on the show and Louise has picked this for me. I think it's the most apt song. Hit it there. They'll understand what it's all about. OCD. Fine young cannibals. She drives me crazy. Yes, the women in my life drive me crazy for sure but sure I love them to bits what about it that's just us Must be dry. you're driving a lot of women out there crazy Jerry you're like Joe Dolan they're sending sending you in loads of pictures of their drawers <laughs> <laughs> cutlery drawers <laughs> oh Jimna <laughs> you must be thinking of making a new ad for Hoy's DIY today <laughs> Dimney here. Dimney's always talking about our drawers, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, they are. Cutlery drawers. We're getting pictures. Yes, come on. Keep them coming to us. WhatsApp us the pictures of your cutlery drawers. We have a look at it. They're flying in at the minute. Keep them coming. 086-1800-658. And you have to say, aren't they in order? They are, yeah. And, and everybody not a sending of dust in. or crumb or yes, anything. Yes, they're absolutely beautiful. Thank you to everybody. Vera's been on to say, my pet hate is to see our national flag not flying on a flagpole, Jerry, hanging from windows. It deserves respect. So true, Vera, and as well that it's mounted properly. Isn't it the green to the pole? Green, white and orange on the outside. Oh, jeez, yet yeah, there's a way of flying the national tricolour. Green to the flagpole, white in the middle and orange to the outside. I'm almost 100%, 100% sure. That. God, I hope I'm right or I'm going to be corrected in a moment, I'm sure, by the listeners. What about that one? This one we never thought of. A listener loves cleaning her windows and the windows must be spotless clean. Mm. What about that one? Mine always has streaks. I'd love to know her, her uh, method. We cleaned them for Jared's wedding. <laughs> 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 so windows wouldn't bother me too much now. There you go. We can chuck that one off the list yeah. as well. Although there's nothing nicer <laughs> there's nothing nicer than looking out through a painted glass, is there? That's been no. just freshly cleaned and maybe the sun Sparkling. beaming into you. Oh Mary, 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 did you see Mary there what she said to me? Oh Jerry, you do know there's a name for that kind of thing. 
what is it, Mary? You'd <laughs> never fit into my house. Now, there's somebody not throwing the drawers at me out there, cutting the drawers. <laughs> I know for sure. Jerry, I am, uh, I am the same with clothes. Uh, on the clothesline. This is a different listener. Uh, and they must be hung in a certain way. Also, the straightening of pictures. One of your other listeners mentioned a moment ago, that's me too. And I turn off all the plugs and everything before I go to bed. Do I have a problem, Jerry? Dear Frankie. <laughs> 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 Do you remember Frankie Bourne? No. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, dear Frankie is right and lady. Do you have a problem? No, I don't think you have a problem. I don't think you have a problem at all. I think it's just you, like I am me and Louise is herself. <laughs> well, I tell William this evening, does your wife do anything, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> I love you walking tonight. You know something? You may keep walking. (laughs) My obsessive compulsion could come to an end abruptly this evening when she hears about this. And they do tell her. You know, they do tell her. You know, people say, did you hear him on the radio today what he said? I'm sure. Don't tell her. Don't tell her what we were talking about today, myself and Louise. I'll definitely be hung out on the line to dry. (laughs) And more besides. You're great. Keep your messages coming to us. Do you have any of the compulsions or non-compulsions that Louise and myself are talking about today? 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text us to the show. Seriously, after two o'clock, she's going to get really serious with us and talk about this and more. Dr. Sabrina Brennan is with us on Late Lunch. Yes, confirmed to me. I knew that anyway. Green, thank you, Eddie, next to the flagpole for the tricolour. Green next to the flagpole, white in the centre and orange on the outside is the absolute correct way to fly the tricolour. Jerry McNally, lovely to hear from you today. Jerry, what about buttering your toast? Do you butter it completely into every single corner? Hmm. I suppose I do and I don't, Jerry. Yes, just one of my obsessions, Jerry. Thank you very much for getting in touch with us on the show. And we're going to tell you about more of them in a few moments' time. But let me say hello to my next guest and tell you she was one of the last people to sit in studio here with me on late lunch last March before the pandemic began. She's a simply brilliant woman. She's a chartered health psychologist, neuroscientist, award-winning science communicator, host of the brilliant Superbrain podcast, podcast, author of 100 Days to a Younger Brain, which we spoke about last time, and she's now back with a brand new book called Beating Brain Frog, 30 Days to Plan to Think Faster, Sharper and Better. Dr. Sabina Brennan, hello again. Hello, how are you? Gosh, you're so kind with your introductions. I feel like taking a bow after that. <laughs> and well, you should. You're fantastic. You really are. Thank you so much for joining me on the show again. Just before we get into this, we've been talking top of the show, uh, uh, Sabina, about my obsessions or compulsions with things in life. Like, you know, the cutlery drawer, having everything in its right place, <laughs> the, the blinds in the house at the same level. You know, that type of stuff we've been talking Hello? about. Is that... Uh, you know, is that something to be worried about? Do you know what, Jerry? Could you, would you mind awfully repeating that? Because Alexa just thought you were talking to her <laughs> and started to speak. <laughs> oh, Sabina, this is just oh, great. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's you, the... just, you said something. You just like, sorry, what's that? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know what? This is a first and late lunch today. I've never spoken on the airwaves to Alexa. Oh, Alexa, you're a devil altogether. Go out of that. Anyway. Oh my God, be- <laughs> I'm going to have to take her off this laptop. Sorry, so you were saying at the yeah, start, I mean, I was, at the at start, the start of, the of the show, you were yeah. talking about obsessions. Yes, obsessions. You know, and while you're with us today, and it is, of course, Brain Awareness Week, and I was talking about me being obsessive about the cutlery draw, everything in its place, cutting my garden, that the stripes are lovely on the grass, that the blinds are at the same level, the doors are shut. Should I be worried, Sabina? I oh, know, I'd like you to come to my house because I like that too. <laughs> Are you? Good. Sometimes I don't often have the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That kind of order gives me a sense of calm. Um, and, and I mean, you know, there is a sense sometimes if it go, you know, if it, if, if it pushes over into a little bit of OCD, um, it, you know, it can be linked with anxiety. Um, I actually find it calming. I like to have that kind of order. Actually, have you watched the home edit on Netflix? No. Oh, you have to watch it. You love it. Okay, that's on my list. I'm writing <laughs> it, it down. Yeah, it takes that kind of organisation to the nth degree. And actually, I watched it during the first lockdown. And they use boxes to organise everything, you know. So even within your drawer units, you can, you know, sort and organise stuff. And they tell you that you should have all of your hangers the same size so that when, you know, you hang stuff up, it all hangs lovely and neatly and calmly. Mm. So, yeah, I took a trip up to Ikea and I bought all the same hangers and (laughs) all the rest. God God bless Ikea because you can do it on a minuscule budget compared to what they, you know, they charge. They go into celebrities' homes. And do it and all so the there rest. you are. There's so a calmness. Yeah, there's a calmness, and I that's good is. to know. I mean, obviously, it can, go on. Yeah, obviously, it can kick over into problematic. You know, if it kind of goes too far, and if you feel, you know, you, you know, you can't cope unless mm. it's done just so, or you yes. can't leave the house till you've done such so. Um, yeah. So I, so you, you know, with every behaviour, there's a fine line between it being, you know, a, a regular behaviour you engage in are one that you know causes yes. disruption or problem in yes. your life. But you know? here's, here's my uh, lead on question and I have to ask you this. Louise, my producer, is the opposite me to me. So they call me now OC and she's D for disorganised, right? Can she, <laughs> get, can she get a calmness out of being disorganised? Is there a calm with that or is there a, a contradiction there? Well, you know, that's interesting. I mean, I'm, I don't know Louise, so it's, I, I feel awful just talking about her behind her back here or actually in front of her. <laughs> She's probably listening to everything. Um, I, You know, it's different strokes for different folks. Do you know, we kind of do find things. I do think that order and organisation um, can be very much very helpful in terms of managing stress because it can give you a sense of, you know, being in control because often stress is about feeling that you have lost control or you um, are not well enough equipped to deal with whatever challenge has been uh, sent to you or or presented, you know, Mm. has faced you in life. And that's in a way a lot what a lot of people are kind of living through for the last year with COVID, you know, is a Mm. constant sense of, of stress. And it's funny that you brought up the you know, the routine and the order, you know, um, brain fog has been around for a long time, but it really is kind of has come to the fore in the press as a consequence of the fact that it is a uh, an ongoing symptom symptom um, after COVID 
infection and associated with now what people are calling long COVID. Um, And also a lot of people are feeling you know, experiencing brain fog, or I'm calling it sort of pandemic brain fog, as a consequence of just being in lockdown and being under chronic stress and having sleep disturbance, they'll all give rise to brain fog. But there's one additional factor associated with what has happened to all of us in this last year that um, explains a lot of the reason why people are experiencing uh, brain fog. Um, and that's um, prior to the pandemic, um, you know, 40% of our behavior are habitual. Your brain has automated them. Uh, And the reason your brain has done that is that uh, your thinking brain, the crinkly part of your brain on the outer surface, that is uh, a really resource heavy part of your brain. So engaging in the activities that that part of your brain is responsible for require a lot of energy. Okay. And your brain has to be careful in how it uses the resources that are available to us. And so in order to be efficient with the available resources, your brain constantly scans for patterns. Okay. And if it sees that you engage in a, a the same behavior repeatedly in the same order, like, for example, pre-pandemic, you know, you got up at 7 a.m., you walked to the bathroom, you had a pee, you brushed your teeth, you Mm. had your shower, you went downstairs, whatever. Your brain goes, that's a pattern. I can take that and automate it and give it to a part of the brain called the basal ganglia, which is in an unthinking unconscious part of your brain so it's automatic you don't have to think about it plus it uses less resources freeing up energy in your thinking brain for those more complex activities for example like doing your job or thinking uh, you know making decisions or whatever so with COVID a lot of those routines were just discarded yes. and um people suddenly had to think about where they were going to work, how they were going to adapt their job, what room they were going to work in, whether they could even do their job. They'd also stopped getting up at the same time of the day. A lot of people were pushing out the the bedtime, the time they went to bed at night. They had no commute. Routine was just kind of gone out the window. And so that means your thinking brain has to do everything. Yeah. And nothing is being automated. And so it's, it becomes like a resource issue. You, you just can't cope. Yeah. So the solution lies in the problem there. Um, if anybody listening is experiencing brain fog as a consequence of lockdown, just reintroduce your routines, preferably your old routines. Get up at the time you used to follow that routine. And I would suggest engage in a fake commute. Leave your house, walk around the block or walk for a kilometre, come back, start your day. Do the same at the end of the day. And when you, you know, when you come home at the end of the day, maybe have a shower and switch into comfy clothes um, so that you're delineating yeah. workspace and home space, even if they're in the same place. So this fog is things like yes. difficulty concentrating, losing your train of thought at times, even when you're speaking as we are now. Thank you, Alexa. Yes. Or <laughs> making decisions, <laughs> you know, dithering making decisions. Are they the type of things you're talking about, Sabina? Yes, there's a number of things. Yeah. And I mean, it can also feel like a sense of being overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, it's just too much going on. A mental fatigue you know, at, at, you know, mental as opposed to physical, where if someone asks you a question, even if it's a relatively simple question, you say, look, I'm just too tired to think about that now. You know, your brain just can't process anything more. A general slowing. So a sense that when someone is explaining something to you or talking to you, that it's taking you a little longer than it ordinarily would to kind of take that info in and process it and, you know, 
prepare a response. As you said, decision making, and it can be really, you know, when we think about decision making, we think about big life decisions. But it really, if your brain fog is bad, you know, it can be, you know, you can't even decide what to wear. Mm. You know, in the morning, what or what I have to for, dinner? for dinner? You, yeah, yeah. Stand in front of the fridge and go, "Oh my God, what what is <laughs> yes. there? What what can I have?" Memory issues, so problems. You know, forgetting things, and also problems taking in new information. Uh, language issues, which all of us will be familiar with, and that would be, you know, trouble finding the right word. Uh, sometimes substituting the wrong word, using the wrong word, or even just a sense that your language isn't as rich or as fluid as it ordinarily would be. And then actually um, clumsiness, you know, bumping into things. And that's that's a, a that's a brain function. Your brain constantly assesses the distance between you and the things in your environment. And so your brain malfunctions a little bit in that way. And you might bump into things um, more than you yes. usually would. Now, th- they're all things that people will have experienced yeah. on and off throughout life mm. and can happen you know, if you've had, um, you know, uh, poor sleep the night before or for a couple of nights, if you've been overworking or burning the candle at both ends or you're particularly stressed, that will happen. But it usually resolve when the underlying issue resolves okay. with brain fog. With brain fog, these symptoms are persistent. They occur regularly and they have got to a point where they're interfering with the quality of your life. They might even be interfering with your ability to carry out your job and even your relationships because tied in with all of these are things like irritability and loss of sense of humour. And, you know, so you can actually, a lot of people have told me that when they have brain fog, they feel like they've lost themselves. Mm. You know, their sense of self, they don't, they almost don't recognise themselves. Yes. Um, so that's really when it when it's you know when it kind of really has taken yeah. hold. Can I tell you an aspect of fog? And I, I did it with you today. You gave me your phone number. I think it was on Monday. Maybe it was with the Paddy's <laughs> Day in the middle. And my fog. Here was I panicking this morning, looking for Sabina's number, and I had it all the time. That's just an example, but it's another thing. I have a little spot yeah, at home. It is, it- where I record, say, promos and things for the show and I take my glasses off and I often go away and I can't remember where I left them because I have a million things going on in my mind. You know what I'm talking about? Is that an example of fog? Yeah, that kind of is. Yeah, that kind of is. You know, where there's just, your brain is just a bit overwhelmed. But also there's a bit of discipline required there as well in that, um, you know, whilst it's good for your brain to have all those habitual behaviours, you know, as I said, about 40% of the day, it's not good to kind of do everything on autopilot. You know, you do need to think about things until you've trained a routine. So, for example, with your glasses, you know, the first few times when you go in, you've got to say, why don't you just create a little space there? That's where I'm always going to put my glasses down. And that requires attention being present in the moment and consciously doing that. That takes effort. However, if you do that repeatedly for a week or so, your brain will see that pattern and then be able to automate it. So it's the one drop spot that you talk about. Yeah, that one drop spot is very good for finding those things like glasses and keys Keys. and, and that sort of thing. Yes, yeah. Um, but I do what I do want to say about brain fog is, you know, for for most of us experience brain fog, um, experiencing brain fog, it's, you know, it's a consequence of lifestyle issues. And that's why so many people are experiencing it during lockdown. And that's, you know, disrupted sleep, chronic stress, lack of routine, um, you know, lack of mental stimulation, even mm. the social engagement and actually poor diet because, you um, 
your you know that brain is a high energy um organ and its fuel is the food you eat mm. and rubbish in rubbish out and a lot of people have you know taken to what they're calling comfort food or whatever or they're overindulging um and that's going to just stodge up your brain you know your your brain needs good quality high quality fuel yes. and it you know you need to and, and that really a mediterranean diet you know um lots of colorful fruit and vegetables oily fish um cooking from scratch yourself or eating lots of salads that kind of thing is what your brain will Yes, on. all those but, lifestyle things. Can I ask you yeah, this? Yeah. Because time will beat us shortly and I want to get this in. Is it not inevitable with ageing, Sabina, that this gets worse? No, no. Brain fog is very distinct from age-related decline or from, from dementia. So I want to be very clear about okay. that. Um, basically, um, brain fog is not a disease. It's not a disorder, but it is a warning that something is amiss. You know, um, another, you know, more medical term for brain fog is cognitive dysfunction. So basically, your brain is malfunctioning for some reason. And that's why I wrote the book, to help people try and uh, unpick and identify what what might be leading to their brain fog. And it can be brain fog is associated with several health conditions, mainly those that are autoimmune, um, inflammatory, uh, associated with chronic brain, uh, chronic pain, um, you know, any sort of chronic health condition, depression, anxiety. They um, are all associated with brain fog, as to are certain medications, the side effect of certain medications give rise to brain fog. And then another biggie, particularly for women, but also possibly for men, there just isn't enough research around men and hormones, is hormone changes. And a lot of listeners will have heard of pregnancy brain, baby brain, menopause brain. Um, and that's because brain fog is associated with those. And I, I'd like to say to any women who are in perimenopause or menopause, don't be catastrophizing if you are experiencing issues with your memory or other issues such as Jerry and I have just been talking about today. Don't catastrophize. It's not, you know, it's not dementia. It is most likely due to the changes and the imbalance in your hormones at the moment, you know, the, the, the fall in estrogen. And there are plenty of things that you can do mm. about that. Of course, if you are concerned, it's always a priority to go to your doctor. Yes. But um, the book will actually help you play that detective and, and you know, build information that you can take with you to your doctor to have a meaningful conversation. Absolutely. Rule out those underlying things and then get down to the lifestyle stuff. And the good news is, sorry, before I, and I know you're running out of time, but the good news to reassure people is even if you have an underlying health condition, um, you know, the 30 day plan will actually improve your brain fog and um, will help you to think faster, sharper, better. And I know that from personal experience, because I do have an autoimmune disease. I have experienced chronic pain, pain and I have migraine, which is another um, condition that is uh, frequently associated with uh, brain fog. Ah, look, the book will do, as you say there, it's called Beating Brain Fog. It's by Dr. Sabina uh, Brennan and it is out there now and available. You can order online or if you can access, there's a lot of bookshops are trading as well online and you can get this book. It's uh, fantastic and it will clear the fog. It does. It will do what it says. It really will. Sabina, it's lovely to talk to you again. Thank you so much for joining me on the show and regards to Alexa. Thank you. <laughs> Be careful, you'll wake her up again. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. She's brilliant, Dr. Sabina Brennan. There, one of the most wonderful ladies I met her. 
just by accident a couple of years ago at a loud network event and she's impressed me so much. She was here with me last year and uh, she is on the money with Brain Fog. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Back to your comments and more besides in a moment. Put the kettle on. I say it to you often on late lunch. I mentioned it on Monday with Leon Blanche. The Cheltenham preview, Louise. What did I say when he mentioned? He, he did say the horse had a chance. And what did I say? You love the name. I love the name. I'll be putting some money on that horse. And listeners did. I didn't. Nine, about nine to one at oh. one at yesterday. Oh, my God. See, with the bookie shops not open, I don't have an online account. You know, I really don't. And I just, if the shops had been open, I would have been in and thrown something on the horse. But if you won and uh, put the kettle on, good luck to you. Do you see that message? Can you see it there from Maraid about her late husband? Are you seeing it there on WhatsApp? Um, would you, can yeah. you see it? Would you Maraid read that for it? listeners? Yeah. There? yeah. Jerry, my late husband was a nightmare. Everything had to be in order. When we were going anywhere in the car, it took him ages to clean around the gear handle and dash. And when he went for a bath, he had to have a towel for his hair, one for his body, one to wrap around him, one to stand on and one spare. It was stressful living with him. If he washed the car, it took a whole day. Same with the lawn and pillows had to be in a certain way. Mm. I could write a book on him. <laughs> Love the show. Uh, so I'm hard to live with, Mairead. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Thanks, Mairead. I understand. I put my hands up. I am hard to live with. Thank you so much. Listen to this one. Hi, Jerry. I'm just laughing here listening to your comments about OCD. I know I was when I was younger. I used to wash the jerseys for the football club my son played for. They had to be hung out. Are you listening, Louise? In rotation on the line, starting with number one, two, three, oh. four. Imagine that. Right up to number 18. Now I realise I'm just as bad with hanging clothes in my wardrobe. I go mad if all the hangers are not facing the same way. I thought I was over all that, but obviously you never grow out of it as I'm a pensioner now and still as bad, says Nuala. Not as bad, Nuala. You heard what Sabina had to say. Yeah, yeah. There's a comfort in it. And, and Louise did say to me on the heads while Sabina was on, I just didn't <laughs> get it in. Louise is like a beautiful duck. Yeah, the most lovely duck you'll ever see in the world. <laughs> Floating around in the water, but tell them what you said. Underneath. Underneath, I'm paddling away. I was like mad. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, was I just thinking I'm just a messy yoke, but obviously I'm very stressed out, Jerry. No, no, and there (laughs) are many people. You know, look, you see it here with the comment that's coming to us. Uh, Jerry, I absolutely hate people calling St. Patrick's Day Paddy's Day. That started in England. We should give respect, Suzanne. I agree with you. Yes, I like my blinds at the same level. Listen to this, Louise. As the windows are the eyes of the house. <laughs> but what if one is winking mm. at you? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. The eyes of the house. Well answered. You're smart. Them feet are paddling like mad underneath. <laughs> now you see why. Hi, Jerry. In the evenings when I'm cooking dinner, I have to have the kitchen clean before I sit down to the dinner table. I have to have the cooker cleaned, saucepans washed and put away. Can't sit until I have all the cleaning done. Drives me bananas, says a listener today. Well, I wouldn't be... I can see her point. I can see the point. You have it done. It always has to be done. Dishwasher helps me and I do the other stuff as well in the sink or whatever. Socks, Jerry, have to be hung in pairs. (laughs) Mm. what about that yeah no I do that do you yeah because they go missing very easy yeah what you wear on the bottom you hang by the top and what you wear on the top you hang from the bottom all clothes will keep their shape once hanging that's a good tip Pulls so seem to seem less. Oh, yes, once hanging and oh, pulls yeah. seem to seem they're less ironing. I know what you're saying there. Yes, that's a good tip, isn't it? Huh? 
Um, what else is there, there? My husband, Pat Jerry, is obsessive about one thing. If someone asks him to do something, he writes it in his diary. If he doesn't do it the next day, he moves it to the following day and so on and so on until he does it, Margaret. Now you're mm-hmm. talking. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, you have your compulsions out there and we're delighted you're uh, letting us in on your compulsions on late lunch this afternoon. I got a lovely gift, Louise. Lovely gift. You always get lovely Me gifts. mask, me mask. Look, oh, I love it, yeah. Isn't it beautiful? Mm. Oh my God, a fishy mask with loads of fish on it and a pot of just a berry jam. <gasps> Never heard of just a berry jam. Oh, Best jam I've ever tasted. Anyone that hear of Jostaberries out there? A Jostaberry. Did you hear of a Jostaberry ever before? Well, let me tell you that Rosaline and Jerry Martin live in Sligo. They're very good friends on the shores of Loch Arrow. And Rosaline made the mask for me and the jam. And it came in the post the other day to me. The jam and the uh, little mask. And I just love it. And the jam. (laughs) I had a loaf. The loaf. Oh my God, once you have just a berry jam, you just keep toasting what the loaf. What colour is it? Red? It's red, yeah, it's a red colour. It's a lovely jam. Now, I love gooseberry, but just a berry. I wonder, did anybody ever hear of it, make it, or uh, know anything about it? If you did, she'll let us know. It's a little bit of trivia. Late lunch today, 086 1800 658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. Still to come on late lunch this afternoon. And welcome to the show if you're just joining us, listening on uh, your radio, on the LMFM app. Make sure you download it, or online, or on your smart speaker. It's great to have you with us on the show this day after St. Patrick's Day. We are still going to talk in a few moments. We've still to talk to David Keane from Cullen about oysters and my walking. I have a few aches and pains and niggles. Paddy Mulligan, a physiotherapist, is going to sort me out and you if you're struggling with your walking in a little while. Ed Sheeran, yes. Lego house. We love Lego, don't we? Here's Ed. I will love you better now. Ed Sheeran on Late Lunch this Thursday afternoon. Simply beautiful. I'll have to feature him, won't I? As my Artist of the Week, I will indeed. He is something else. Now, don't forget that each Saturday we have live commentary from the Premier League on the LMFM app or by clicking on the Listen tab on LMFM's website. It's quite enough Saturday this weekend, but just Brighton against Newcastle at 8 o'clock. Remember, Premier League live with now. Only pay for the games that matter to you. Your sport on your terms with now. That's now. Up next, Oysters. You wouldn't really associate Cullen and County Loud with the production of oysters, would you? Just thinking geographically. But a man from Cullen is producing the most wonderful oysters on the west coast of Ireland. And he joins me on Late Lunch. David Keane, hello. Cherry, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me. Will, will you try and join the dots there for me for a moment, please? Cullen, oysters, the west of Ireland. Yeah, Um Quite simple, really, I suppose. Uh, back in around about 2014, the farm in, in the west of Ireland was advertised for sale. It's one of the oldest oyster farms in Ireland. It date back, dates back to 1893. Uh, license number 171. It's situated in Ballinakill Bay at the foot of the Connemara National Park in Letterfrack. Um, I took an, the advert, I suppose, caught my attention. And at the same time, BIM and the government and the European Union were encouraging people to invest in aquaculture. And uh, so 
That was the start of it, Cherry. That um, was it. That's where it began and you were attracted and you got involved and you've been involved ever since. Tell me about oysters, the life of an oyster. I was looking and I've been, of course, having a look at you and what you do on your website. My God, when the oyster starts life or when you get him, he's a tiny little thing, isn't he, David? Absolutely tiny, Jerry. yeah. If you look at it, a standard big pyro, you know, that pen, that little colour piece at the end, yes. the blue bit or the red bit, that's about the average size of a piece of seed when it arrives to us. We buy them in by the million. Um, it takes three years to grow an oyster, and there's a lot of attention to detail all along the way. We start them off with around about um, 3,000, two to 3,000 pieces to a bag. And as the oysters grow, the bags fill, and so we divide them into different sizes of bags. So we go from a 4 mil bag, which right up to a 14 mil. We finish off with 120 pieces um, in a bag, and that's very simple, Jerry. There's 12,000 pieces in a tonne. So 100 bags is roughly a tonne of mature oysters. Oh, they're beautiful, and to see the uh, uh, to see them there as you display that little size as you talk about there to what it is in three years' time. So it's a three-year cycle. So you're always, you know, you have to keep introducing the little e's, moving them through those bags, and out they come the other side. How many in a year, on average, oysters would your particular farm produce? Well, we're 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 sorry, we're aiming to 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 grow to a hundred tons a year. So that's roughly two million seed every year. And uh, we lose, obviously they don't all live and you, you have quite a lot of mortalities along the way. Um, so you allow for those losses. So two million seed will, in three years' time, hopefully produce between 75 and 100 tonnes of mature product. Mm, it's a lot of oysters. And is, is there, uh, you know, uh, a year where you might lose more than others? What, what causes the loss of them? Are there predators or what happens? Well, I suppose Mother Nature. Yeah. Uh, isn't it really? Uh, the predators, not so much. Um, but we got very badly hit a number of years ago with a red tide. Now, a red tide is the deoxygenating of the water. Yes. And um, that is not good for fish and oysters. And unfortunately, in our case, we were three years into the project and we lost a lot of oysters. Mm. But that was three years ago. Yeah. Um, and we're back and we're up and at it. And thankfully, from a lot of good support throughout the country, I might say, uh, but also in particular in, along the East Coast. Mm. Um, you know, we've, we've managed to, to hang in there and rebuild a farm. Now, it's, it's a family-run business. It was, the farm was run down when we took it over. Yeah. Uh, now, down in, in Letterfrack, everybody down there, they're all, all the employees are local to that area. Mm. Um, and one of the things we noticed very early on, Jerry, was that you know, during the summer, Letterfrack is buzzing, Clifton, the whole of the west coast of Ireland is buzzing with tourists. And people go, and they go on holidays to the west, but the vast majority of people live in the east. Mm. So that brought us about then to trying to develop our presence up in, in restaurants around the locality and in Dublin. Um, and very kindly, we met up with, with some very, very good people, and none less than, than Patrick and Peter down in Kerwin's Fish Shop in Lawrence Street. Yes. Um, and we send our oysters up to them. As we speak, the oysters are leaving the farm. They'll be up in um, 
They'll, they'll come up overnight with O'Toole's transport and they'll be in Kerman's Fish Shop tomorrow morning for nine o'clock. I'm so familiar with it and I see them there on the shelf every week and I now will certainly have to give them a go. That is really good to know and they're great guys. They really are in that shop. They have a wonderful, wonderful business there and you won't get fresher fish or shellfish if you travel the land. Now tell me this about you. Um, the, w- when you have them and they're in the, the bags, as you say, and you move them along through the three years, you know when you see them out on those racks out into the bay there? Correct, the tide rises and falls are they always underwater well they're underwater a large portion of the time if you notice in the month uh, you have a spring tide and a neap tide you know when you get those very high tides yes okay so in our bay in in Balnakil the tides go from 0.2 up to 5.5 metres that's Mm. a hell of a swing it is right so the vast majority of time I would say in a month um, certainly they're underwater continuously for maybe 20 out of 30 days. Okay, okay. And, right. and they can survive. That's just part of the natural cycle anyway. It comes and goes. And you, you're... And, and we, In fact, we have to train them when we decide when they come towards maturity. Ah. And what we do is, if you like, when the oyster is sitting out in the bag on the racks, as you say, out in the sea, as I'd say, he's like a teenager chilling out. He's on his PlayStation. And then we decide we want, to, we want to get him ready for market. We bring him up onto the high shore and it's, we fool him. Because when he, he opens up there when the tide has gone out, he says, oh my God, the fridge is closed or the fridge is empty and he shuts down again. And over a period of time, he realizes that if he opens up and there's no water around him, he shuts very tightly, very quickly. And that's what gives the oyster its shelf life. I see. I see. Very interesting. I've talked about training many things on this show, but never an oyster before. That's a first for me today on the show. Uh, And you mentioned Ireland there. Do you export at all or is it the Irish market? Um, We do export, yes. Um, Again, with COVID, that that mainly, I suppose, a lot of the markets closed. Um, But we were very fortunate because we managed to export oysters into Hong Kong, Korea, Singapore, and uh, more recently into Estonia and Holland. Now, the local markets, Holland and France, we'd all be very familiar with. Um, To put it into a context, Jerry, the total production of oysters in Ireland is around about 10,000 tonnes. The consumption of oysters in France, wait for it, 100,000 tonnes annually. Wow. So, obviously, if you're going to be uh, uh, producing product, you need to send abroad. And this policy just worked extremely well uh, for us because as the Dublin markets closed, the Hong Kong market opened, and as it closed, another market opened. Yes. And so we've been very lucky Mm. because we're in food production and we were actually able to stay afloat during the last 12 months. I take it as well, like I look where you are there, the surrounding lands, there's uh, very, you know, the land isn't conducive to intensive agriculture, there's no industry, the waters are as pure flowing into the sea there, the sea itself is so fresh and pure, that has to, doesn't it, add to the flavour? Absolutely, and to I protect the integrity of the flavour, now, all of the oysters are purified before they leave the farm. Even though we're a grade A bay and we're norovirus-free, we still purify the oysters just to ensure their safety. Mm. And that's highly policed by the Sea Fisheries Protection Authority. But to, to preserve the integrity of the flavour of the oyster, we take the water from the bay 
and we purify it through ultraviolet light and then the oysters filter feed for 48 hours on the purified water. Now just to mention, an oyster is like a wine. It takes its flavour and its taste from the bay it is grown in, the same as the wine and the grape and the terroir of the soil. And in Connemara, what we have and where we're located, the rivers and streams come down from the Connemara National Park. Now, if you can imagine, I don't know if you've ever visited it, Jerry, but if you were standing on the diamond looking out to sea, you'd be overlooking our farm. Now, those rivers and streams bring the same nutrients and flavours into the bay as influences the famous Connemara lamb. Mm. And they fuse with the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, I'll tell you what, sure, I'm I'm watering at the mouth here, salivating, thinking about them. How do you like to eat them? Um, I can take them uh, both au naturel, um, and I I cook them. Now, um, as part of the prize, by the way, which I know you're going to get to, we've included a very nice nice book up to on oyster gastronomy, uh, which was done by Michael O'Mara, and uh, Maureen, you come on. Now... I love this particular recipe. Uh, it won't take long to explain it. It's that simple, even I can do it, Jerry, right? Creme fraiche, grated cheddar cheese, mix the two in together, chopped chives, a zest of lemon. Open the oyster, pour off the fluid, spoon a mixture, spoon of the creme fraiche with cheese and chives over it, under the grill, puffs up golden brown. Oh, Delicious. Magic, magic, magic. Yes, and David, to celebrate him joining us here on the show today, wants to give a little prize away. It's not a little prize, a lovely prize. How would you fancy two dozen oysters with a shocking knife and a copy of the Oyster Gastronomic book, Gastronomy Book uh, by Maureen Ikomoin and Michal O'Mara. It's a lovely book all about oysters. And when the time comes and when we can all move, please God, David will arrange for you to pay a visit to the farm and have a tour of it over in Connemara in Letterfrack. What do you do? Here's the question. For those oysters, the book and the trip there today on late lunch, where in Connemara is DK Connemara Oysters Farm located? That's the question. Where in Connemara is DK Connemara Oysters Farm located? Answers, please, to 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me now. You're a top man. You really are. And I wish you well with the business going forward. And I thank you for joining me on my show today, David. Cherry, thank you very much. And don't forget... Letter frack to your letterbox. <laughs> I love it. I love it. David Keane, you're brilliant. Take care. Bye. Thanks a million, Jerry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's David Keane from Cullen, oyster farmer in Connemara. Two dozen oysters, the book, and a trip round the farm on late lunch today. That's the prize. The question again. Just one more time. This is it. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me. Where in Connemara? Where specifically is DK Connemara Oysters located? Let me know and we'll pick a winner for the end of the show creme fresh cheese oysters I'm not sure will I be here after this break I want to say hello today to Joe Shields well known man Joe worked in the PT telecom for years a nifty badminton player he wouldn't take him on great singer as well I met him out walking I'm meeting loads of people out doing my walking and I uh, just want to say hello to Joe lovely to meet him the other day and thanks uh, for the lovely words again Joe uh, yes reminding you 40 days and nights for Slav I'm heading into the final week Louise next week is the final week of the walk I'll be Blue, didn't it? Yeah, it'll finish Sunday week, the 40 days, 
and I thank you all sincerely for the support you're giving us. It's been simply outstanding and wonderful. And I know uh, Slav and his mum, Nadia, and the Vavro family are really appreciative. Uh, you know the story. He's 16 now. He's uh, been on a cancer journey since he was 13. He had two major operations abroad, another one here in Ireland recently, and he has an oxygen tank in his home uh, to keep him going along. GoFundMe.com, oxygen for Slav, anything you can do. Every euro is appreciated. And thank you again in advance. Hey, Louise, reeling in the ears. Do you like the show on RT? I love it, yeah. It's coming back on the 11th of April with a brand new series, really? 2010 to 2019. So coming right Quite up close. today, you know. And, and you know, it was voted the most popular home-produced TV show ever on RTE. Oh, in I'd a poll, that, and I, yeah, I, but at this stage with the other ones, I think I could play a part in them at this stage <laughs> because they repeated them so yeah. much, to be honest. But it's great. Brand new series, 11th of April, reeling in the years, coming your way on RTE. Now, what else have we there? Well, I, um, a bit of a personal one here for you, Jerry. Oh, please. Yes, yes. Somebody texted in and said, Louise, could you ask Jerry when he undresses for bed, do you hang your clothes up in the wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you? Do you? Well, well, firstly, okay, let me say, I don't have pyjamas. I never wore pyjamas in my life. I don't. Too much information. I don't, though. I don't. I don't. I wear my t-shirt and boxes when I sleep. I like that. Anyway, my clothes, what do I do with them? Put them in the laundry basket. I hang the ones, yes, the ones that are going for the wash next morning or whatever before shower into the basket. I hang my clothes. I have a chair. Everybody has the I chair. I have that chair in the bedroom. Have you the chair? Yes, everybody sure, has, has the chair. the bloody chair is right. I have the chair in the bedroom. I hang the clothes on the chair. That's where they hang. Now, how about that? <laughs> I hang them. I do put them on the chair. That's it. I don't fold them that much, but they're on the chair, I have to say. What about back to the buttered toast? How do you butter your toast? I like to let it cool first and then butter it. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. It was Jerry McNally sent us in that one about uh, corner to corner, side to side, smothered in butter. He has to every time. What about you? Do you like when it I just, just lash it on straight away? Yeah, put it on straight away when it comes out hot. I like that. I really do. Anne's been on. Anne Morris, she was known. Anne McIntyre. Hello, Anne, this afternoon. I'm with you, Jerry, on your, your behaviour. Thanks, Anne. Well, that makes two of us. There's more than two of us, Anne. There's a lot more. Uh, it may be, Jerry, our civil service days. Yes, we soldiered together in the civil service. The red tape and bureaucracy. Had that anything to do with it? It could have, Anne. I don't know. It possibly had. Interesting point you raised there. Someone keep it said well. here about that chair, Jerry. It's the chair where you put the clothes that aren't too dirty for the wash, but aren't too clean to hang back up in the wardrobe, which is what you said. Yeah, I would say that that, that sums it up perfectly. Desi Beg, did you see his cutlery draw? No, oh, absolutely wow. amazing. Desi, good on you. It's absolute perfection. He said he was a store manager for 50 years, so he must have been very organised. Yeah. Uh, here's another one here. Is that another one? Uh, hold on. There's another one. Did I read that one there? Hi, Jerry. I'm just laughing here, listening to your comments. Jeez, there's something I have to popping up there on my screen. Hold on a minute. Is that about AstraZeneca? No, I don't hear. Um, no, I've read that one already. That's okay. That's okay. I'm not going back to that one. Just saw it there, just the way it fell. No word on the AstraZeneca yet. No, we're not hearing anything. You didn't see anything. No, haven't heard popping anything. Popping in. Have they given the. Go- I'm just watching a briefing here uh, in the, the HSE giving the daily briefing there, but I don't see anything about it yet. We may have it now in the news. If it breaks, that well, uh, the uh, go ahead is given, you know. I know some people, a lot of local people, were told um, the other day that they couldn't get the Pfizer vaccine. They were due to get it on Friday. So mm. supplies. 
Couldn't get it. Yeah, supplies is the thing. And did you know, here, more, 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 more breaking news for you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dennis the Menace. Oh, how old is he? 70 yesterday on St. Patrick's Day, Dennis the Menace. He appeared in the uh, Beano. When I tell you, I have it here somewhere. It was just uh, another one of those things I was rooting around with today. He first appeared on St. Patrick's Day, 1951. 70 years ago in the Beano. And you know, the Beano goes back way earlier. The first Beano was published when? 1938, July. And it's still going. And would you believe they're bringing out a special edition now to commemorate Dennis the Menace at 70. Wasn't there a film? Was there a film, Dennis the Menace? I think think there is something now. I I saw something last evening about it. They were talking about this. Do you remember? You're not a Beano fan, are you? Was was Desperate Dan in the Beano, no? No. Oh, who was he at? Dandy. Oh, I see, no. I I know who you're talking about, but I I never read. Corky the Cat. Do you remember Corky the Cat? I was more Bunty and Barbie. Of course you were. Corky the Cat, Dandy. Was was Corky the cat? Do you remember any of the other beat? Does anyone remember uh, Dennis the Menace? What his dog was called? Do you? You? I'm not asking you. I can see him in my, in my yeah, head. Yeah, can't, can't you see him? Yeah. What was Dennis the Menace dog's name? Come on, let's see how smart you are with that one. Does anyone remember the dog's Sausages. name? Sausages. <laughs> no, 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 no. And also, in these were other characters from the Beano. People might ring a bell, but you, Minnie the Minx, Roger the Dodger. No, now, these were great names, weren't they? Roger the Dodger, Billy Wiz, Biffo the Bear, <laughs> <laughs> and we thought it was a Taoiseach. Biffo the Bear, <laughs> there you are, and Lord Snooty. Did you ever hear of Lord Snooty? No, did you? I can top hat. They're all yes, they're all Beano characters, and Ivy the Terrible, <laughs> not Ivan, Ivy the Terrible. There you go. What was the dog's name in the Beano? Anyway, Dennis the Menace is 70 years young and people are clamouring for this special edition of the Beano that's been issued to celebrate his birthday. Isn't it just fantastic? The old comics, they're still alive and well and kicking. It's great to hear. Still to come on Late Lunch, physiotherapist Paddy Mulligan is joining me to sort out me little twitches with me walking and, of course, the Amy Winehouse Story and song continues after news, weather and sport at three. DK Connemara oysters are based in Ballinakill Bay, Douros, Lennerfrack, County Galway. A wonderful part of the world and thank you to everybody who sent in the correct answer. Two dozen fresh oysters, the book and the visit to the farm when it's allowed are going to June Madden this afternoon. Well done to you, June. We'll be in touch to make the arrangements. Enjoy. Now, what was the name of Dennis the Menace's dog? Smasher? No, but you're close. Dasher? I think that's the reindeer, isn't it? His name was Nasher, and that's spelt with a G. G-N-A-S-H-E-R. That was uh, the name, and that is the name of Dennis the Menace Dog. And so many of you copped on to that one as well. And I know you love your little teasers on late lunch. Tomorrow, there's another riddle for you tomorrow, and a wee prize as well. Yes, we have our riddle on Friday coming up again tomorrow afternoon on late lunch. So stay tuned with us for that one. Now, my artist of the week is Amy Winehouse. And 2009 saw Amy continue performing but again at a concert in St Lucia in that year it was a disaster raising fears that her personal problems were back she was working on new material and a third album in 2010 
which was anticipated for release the following year. That was 2011. And into 2011, her erratic performances became more frequent. She was clashing with audiences, forgetting words of songs, finishing sets early and cancelling dates at short notice. Her life was on a downward spiral as she battled substance abuse, a situation exasperated uh, by her one-time wild child husband, Blake Fielder Civil, who introduced Amy to crack cocaine and heroin. Family and friends tried to help her, but ultimately to no avail. Amy's final public performance was at the Camden Roadhouse in London. She appeared appeared there with her goddaughter, Dionne Bloomfield, who was performing there on the 20th of July 2011. Just three days later, Amy died. She was only 27. So young, so talented, with so much still to do. Yes, the people we encounter in life and love sometimes leads to tragedy. As Amy reminds us today with this one. Amy Winehouse, my artist of the week on Late Lunch this week. 27 years old when she died. Oh, what a loss. What a talent she was. What could she have been? You often think that, don't you? About uh, stars and talented people who are taken all too early. And I've said it before, I think people with immense talent have their demons. We all have our demons, of course we have. Uh, But, you know, at times they're just too great for people who have so much more to give. And Amy Winehouse was one of those. She was just simply brilliant. Anyway, her music lives on through the uh, two albums. She just managed two albums. That was all third on the way, as I mentioned. Uh, But her legacy is immense indeed. And we'll conclude the Amy Winehouse story on Late Lunch with you tomorrow afternoon. I say again to you, thank you for your involvement in the show with us every day. I greatly appreciate it. Love to hear from you. The interaction is absolutely marvellous and uh, it gives us a great outlift here to hear from so many people who are out there tuned in to LMFM Radio and Late Lunch each afternoon. Now we head to our final break this Thursday and as you know, yes, I am walking these 40 days and I'm abstaining from uh, from, uh, all alcohol for 40 nights for Slav Vavro. But in the walking, look, I took to this from really uh, a standing start. I hadn't been walking much in the uh, run-in to the 40-day starting on Ash Wednesday. And look, to be honest with you, I'm feeling a little bit sore here and there. So I've decided today to check in with my physiotherapist. Paddy Mulligan is joining us next. There's a big winner with local connections just now at Cheltenham. Yes, Gavin Cromwell, who trains here locally in the northeast has won the stairs hurdle, flooring porter, uh, finishing uh, first past the line there at Presbury Park, 12 to 1. What a gamble that was indeed. And Leon Blanche tipped that horse with us here on Late Lunch on Monday. He's tipped quite a few, I have to say, so far in the meeting. He's been so good. He's been on the money and on the money today. 12 to 1. Well done to Gavin Cromwell uh, winning uh, the stairs hurdle there and a great ride with Danny Mullins on board there. So there you are. Big local win at Cheltenham. Just news coming to us of that one there now. Now I'm out walking, as you know, and uh, moving on through the 40 days. I have to tell you that my back all of a sudden felt a little bit sore. I have a wonky knee for sure and the other hip is giving me a little bit of jip. Oh, sure, maybe I should be put down. Please help. Paddy Mulligan, physiotherapist, is on the line. Hello again, Paddy. 
Jerry. How are you doing? Good to speak to you. Good to talk to you again. Is this unusual for somebody who's ageing himself and, uh, you know, there's wear and tear on the body and soul? And as I said, I went into this from a standing start. Yeah, look, this is, Jerry, look, this is a common thing. Um, we, we would see lots of it in clinic and lots of it at the moment. Everyone's out and about and active. But, um, look, when you go from a standing start and you pick up the activity and you pick it up a lot, uh, we're going to predispose ourselves to injuries. Um, it just takes us, as we get that little bit older, it takes us longer to recover. So I suppose that's where we can maybe look at it, how you could be maybe recovering better or improving how you recover after you go for your walk so that your body is ready for, for the activity the next day. So what should I be doing, Paddy? Um, oh, look, Jerry, there's, there's lots of little wins. And, and normally if we, if we do a few things, a few small things well, um, it could be something as simple as, you know, your food. So as soon as you get home, what kind of food do you have? Are you getting the right kind of food? Is it prepped? So you're getting your kind of carbohydrate and your, your bit of protein. Um, if people want to take it to the next level, there's those kind of there's a free app, My Fitness Pal, where you can kind of track and keep an eye on roughly what you're doing. Jerry, if you think of maybe 30-odd days ago, how many steps and how much you were doing over the course of a week and how much you're doing now, mm. have, you, have you adopted your kind of food intake yes. to, to, to allow for that because what is the food uh, going to provide only energy energy allows us to move better and allows the tissues to recover that little bit better yeah and um, I'd say you're on a, you're onto something there because I'm probably just on the same regime that I've been on and yet I am doing the 5k a day I'm doing about the 5k in about 40 minutes I'm expending a lot more energy exactly exactly and look something simple like there's loads of free things out there if we just track okay my calorie take, intake has gone up so obviously the energy, we have to put more energy into our body to allow the tissues to recover. Otherwise, the muscles are going to get tight, the joints are going to start to grumble, and those little things that weren't an issue a few months ago are going to start to become an issue. And we don't, we don't want this area for you to pick up an injury that's going to stop you from completely. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what we yeah, don't That's my worry, and that's why I'm talking to you today. So more protein, more carbohydrates, and eat better. I need to do that, number one. Now, what about hydration and taking on board liquids before I go to walk, during the walk, or afterwards? What advice have you there? Look, everything. I think um, we should be taking on board. If we, like, to touch over three litres of fluids or water, we should take in for fellas, and a, and a little bit over two litres of water for ladies every day. And um, sometimes I see people who maybe uh, slurp down the pint of water just before they go or straight afterwards. Ideally, it's throughout the day. So you bring your water bottle around with you. And okay. um, you maybe, you know, OK, there's a litre in this. I'll have to drink three of these today. Put it in the night beforehand. Have it in the fridge so it's nice and cool and put your label on it. Something that will keep you accountable. And look, we know that coffee and tea don't count. They're diuretic, so they don't count. They, they, we want kind of water and you can put something in it, maybe a little bit of cordial to to liven it up a small bit. So the general thing is if you know if you're if you're a guy, something around the three litre mark and if you're a lady around about the two litre mark would be ideal. Okay, so that's interesting. You don't have to stuff it into you before you walk or during the walk or immediately afterwards. Once you do it across the day you'll be fine. Now I know you're suggesting to me and I want you to help me here. You say that a bath and with Epsom salts is a very good thing for recovery. Paddy, if you don't have a bath, what do you do? Um, yeah, look, Jerry, there's the age-old debate about cold and heat, etc., and, and what's best. We normally recommend cold if you maybe tweak something to have a bit, a bit of an injury, okay? Um, look, a warm shower is is, is good enough. Okay. Um, something that you could do is, um, from a recovery point of view, we do it sporty people as well, is you can put on some of these compression garments, so something that's a little bit tighter, that helps to, to manage the kind of build-up of fluid um, after you've been walking. So something as simple as that um, can make a big difference. Or... 
Jerry, you know, even just changing up your training. I know you're getting your steps and you're getting them in, but maybe one of the days you might do a little bit of bike work or a little flush just to get out on the bike for a few minutes, just to change up the activity as well. Okay. Uh, give your body a different stimulus. Yeah. Just come back to those compression garments. What are you yeah. talking about there? Yeah, look, I suppose if we want the best, you're looking at your kind of full length, your full leggings. You know, you can get them in, in any decent sports shop. Mm. Um, there's something that is com- um, that, that are, are quite tight, but they help to manage the build-up of fluid. And I, we know that any sort of build-up of fluid inhibits the, the tissue recovery again. So um, th- we'd, we'd recommend them. You get them in any decent sports shop, or at the moment you get them online. Um, yes. Yeah, they're quite good. So your Under Armour is the most common kind of brand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that and I I know it well. I use it. I do a lot of fishing, as you know, and it's a very good undergarment when you're out in cold weather and that as well to build up the layer. So I know what you're talking about there. Could I be walking at too fast a pace? Yeah, yeah. Look, everyone has their kind of sweet spot. So they have the kind of cadence, as we call it, number of steps per minute, where it feels economical and efficient and you're gliding along and you feel good. And then maybe you go walking with someone another day and, you could walk that touch faster and you feel like you're all kind of out of sync or out of rhythm. So it, it's knowing your kind of sweet spot, and especially, Jerry, what we normally recommend is people is they do at least maybe two days off during the week. So they might walk for three days, take a day off, walk for a couple of days, they take a day off. I know you're doing everything consistently. Yes. So that's where you'll probably have to just reduce down how much or how um, how fast you're walking just a little bit. Okay, so that's a yeah. good tip there, just to watch that, because I am a fast walker and it's been said to me, geez, you're powering along there, so that's something I'll, I'll have to take on board. Now, all this is underpinned by something you've said to me earlier on today, that your body takes time to adapt. Yeah, yeah. So look, um, we talked about the food. You know, we talked about maybe you're doing your stretching, you're doing your different types of recovery. Um, any anything that involves exercise will work the muscles and it causes um, you know little bits of trauma to the muscle and they take time to recover okay and and if we're training every single day you know or doing your activity every single day it doesn't get the chance to recover and the big one even this morning there's a big debate going on at the moment about Virgil van Dijk we all know as a footballer for Liverpool yeah. and the, the medics are coming out and telling them you can't go back and play yet whereas he seems to be pushing from an inside point of view seems to be pushing I'm almost there. But even though he's a professional athlete, one of the best athletes, you know, footballers in the world, it, the body will only recover at a certain rate. We can tweak it and we can adapt and, and make things that little bit better and make it a little bit easier. But, um, you know, it, it, it only recovers at a certain rate. So if we overtrain it and overtrain it and overtrain it and overtrain it, eventually something's going to give. And, that, and that's why we see people who do the marathon training. You know, they, they build up, build up, build up. And then you take a week or so off before the marathon just to freshen up and allow the tissues to recover. Yeah, and uh, Van Dyke, of course, has, has the best care, the best attention. He better heed exactly. that advice because if he comes back too early, God almighty, ah. the implications of that are, are, are unthinkable, to be honest with you. And just before we finish, you were talking to me about these tests to check. What is this about? Yeah, so like, look, it was something that we could use in a sports environment or we use in our, in our, our compass physio in the clinics. It's little signs that your body is maybe tightening up or stiffening up. So obviously the first thing in the morning, oh God, I feel a bit stiff. I don't feel as as good as I did before. But we use, there's loads of tests. There's two that we use and one is for the kind of legs and around the calf area. It's a simple test and if people want the link, we can send them on. But it's where you would, for example, place your right heel on the ground or foot on the ground and you would bring your knee to the wall, keeping your heel on the ground. And you're looking to see how far back from the wall you can get your big toe but keeping your heel on the ground. And you just compare both sides. And what we're looking for is, is there a different side to side? 
Okay? Yep. And that changes over the days. And what that tells you is your body's starting to stiffen up. And we use it as a kind of predictor of you might end up tweaking a calf or a hamstring. It's a very simple little test. Most of us along the way have some sort of back pain or back grumbles. So a simple test you can do, it can be just a reaching over towards the ground, bending down, touching the floor. Or an even better one is where if you sit with your feet at the wall and you're sitting on the ground and you reach towards your toes, it'll just give you a gauge of, okay, on a Monday, I start my training and I can reach my toes. On a Thursday, I've trained every day and I'm not getting quite to my toes. I'm only getting to my shin. That's telling you, okay, everything's getting tight. It's not happy. What can I do to make it a little bit better? Can I stretch it? Can I do a bit of foam rolling? Do I need to take a day off? These are the little warning signs, the little kind of ignition light. You know, you're looking at dashboard in your car, orange light comes on. I'll ignore it or I listen to it. Yeah. It's so important and they're great little tips and hacks you've given me there and I intend hanging on every word and putting them into practice because I'm going to get to the end of this 40 days come hell or high water in the best shape I can. Thanks to you, Paddy Mulligan. Thank you for joining me again on the show, Paddy. Cheers, Jerry. Thank you. Take care of yourself. That's Paddy Mulligan there from Compass Physio and he's based in Enfield, County Mead and over the border in Kilcock in County Kildare. Compass Physio and I thank him for his advice and I will be putting it into practice. I promise you. Anyway, that's a lot on late lunch for this Thursday. Final show of the week to come tomorrow, Friday. And we'll be joined by the wonderful Kevin Myers. Oh, he has an opinion. He really has, Kevin, joining us on the show tomorrow. Cathy Maher is here. Yes, it's hay fever season again and people, you see the weather yourself, will be suffering. And we're looking ahead to the new League of Ireland season with our men at the matches. David Sheehan and Adrian Tav will be talking about the fortunes of Drogheda United and Dundalk as the season kicks off tomorrow. Eddie Caffrey is coming next with a wonderful drive for you. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. Have a nice evening and come back tomorrow, 1.30 for Friday's Late Lunch. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda Dundalk and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and deliver only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.